I said it in September and I'll say it again. Newberry Park boys are the greatest high school cross country team of all time. No doubt they got one more test at the running lane championship coming up this week and they gonna kill it. Believe me, believe me. Plus, the World Athletics Awards are coming this Wednesday. We're going to see who is the best. They're going to get awarded the Female and Male Athlete of the Year. I'm hyped for that. Christian Coleman broke his silence of the return with Otto Bolden, an interview. We got to talk about that. And I got some important running news. It's Joshua Potts. You're listening to Running Report 15. I got y'all. Let's get it. Man, this was a really crazy week for me. I know I missed y'all this past on this Friday, but I know a lot of y'all ain't even here yet. We still on the newness and just the infancy of the Running Report 15. It's going to be like that for a minute. You know, sometimes I'm going to miss, but no, I'm going to be here. I'm going to commit to this every single day, 52 weeks straight. Actually, I'm going to have a season break at one point, probably after the indoor season, then going into outdoor to have another season break. But we can talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to have other stuff. But let's start off here, bro. Newberry Park scored 16 points at a CIF State Championship in California. I was there. I was at the event and I seen this went down. Newberry Park is insane. I seen them race the past weekend at CIF Finals as well. I seen the race at CIF Prelims. I seen them race at Woodbridge. And I said this already before. I said in the beginning, bro, this is the greatest high school cross country team of all time. If you don't think so, you're tripping. You, you're just you're just not in the same wavelength and I don't know what's wrong with you if you don't believe this but they really are they scored 16 points in the CIF state championship in division one and I gotta say that is like the hardest division ever like ever it's the hardest division in the state of California it's one of the hardest divisions historically just across the nation every single year year in and year out and the score is 16 points the lowest point total ever like that's that's really something for Newberry Park and then they also broke their own course record in team time their top four owns four of the top 11 times at Woodward Park they really showed up and they showed out and it was really a big frenzy people were running all around the pace people were falling trampling over each other people were standing on people's shoulders sitting on people's shoulders climbing up trees to just see Newberry Park cross the line in historic time and it really was a sight to see you had to be there it was one of those moments and cross country, especially in California cross country, where you had to really see this moment take place. But let me not take away from the other shining stars of the meet, specifically on the women's side with Dahlia Frias from Miracosta. And then we also have from these other schools in Division Four, Sophia Northern Holson, Olivia Williams really shined as well as that individuals on the girls' side. All three of those ladies broke 17 on the historic Woodward Park course, which is a 5K. But the conversation that really boiled over from this past weekend from the amazing times from the California state meet. It's really this conversation that always really comes up when we get to this point, especially in distance running, I feel like. When we see these fast high schoolers, it's this conversation that like, it doesn't matter how fast they're running. You can still run fast in the future. Like, I, I, I get it. I really do. I really do get it. And I understand that. And I know there's a lot of distance, like pros who are distance runners who didn't, who ran like 448 or 450 in high school, then went on to be like 335 mile, 335, 1500 meter runners once they got to college and pros and stuff like that. And I get it. Work on your craft and everything. But sometimes I feel like we just get away from that and just start 
like downgrading how amazing these kids are and their talents like there was this one tweet this guy this guy uh biomech max tweeted out quote tweeted a flow track post of showing that newberry park scored 16 points and they now have owned four of the top 11 times at woodford park and he was just reviewing the list saying that i also think it's important to point out that out of the 11 runners outside the 2021 pool nico's still too young so he's not counting them and my knowledge has had a fairly successful collegiate post-collegiate career food for thought so he's basically saying out of that top 11 woodwork park times like only about one of them has had a successful collegiate and post-collegiate career and when i'm starting to look at this list because i'm a california like cross-country nerd i'm all like i don't know if we just go say just one person out of these 11 we also have we also have amar musa on this list who ran a 1341 5k has been a top five ncaa cross-country finisher we have lane warley who was a two-time ncaa cross-country all-american made outdoor nationals twice ran a 29.07 for 10k we have lalo herrera right now at colorado he's been an ncaa all-american he's been a pac 12 cross-country champion like he's done a lot of things like i don't i'm not gonna say we have ramon fernandez who's an ncaa champion ran 13.25 in college so like there's and then we still have matt strangio and nico young as well it's to be announced and i think they're gonna have successful careers after that so i just feel like i know we we have to have the conversation and we should remind people especially like coaches and the people that see people run this fast as they get to college and just people who are not at the times that they're at right now like do do really do believe that you can get there one day and that just because you're not running as fast just because you're not running 1329 or whatever 1340 in high school doesn't mean that you're not you can't be great when you get to college but like let's not downgrade what these kids are doing right now because it is amazing and i'm gonna say it's amazing and like <laughs> let's just really play it up because they're doing amazing things that's never been been done before i don't know but i do see where he's coming from but also let's not downgrade like herman fernandez and lane warley and amar musa because those dudes are incredible athletes and it really comes a conversation of just success like what are we defining as success and i feel like we shouldn't be the gatekeepers of that entirely but yeah that was our first report it was kind of a long one there's some passion behind that but let's get into our next report real quick Next up, we got the World Athletics Awards coming this Wednesday, December 1st, and the World Athletics Athlete of the Year finalists have finally been announced. On the men's side, we have Joshua Cheptegat, Ryan Krauser, Mon Duplantis, Elliot Kichogi, and Karsten Warholm. On the women's side, we have Safana Son, Faith Kibiega, Sydney McLaughlin, Yulimar Rojas, and Elaine Thompson. Hurrah. And we had this conversation with Mario Ferroli, actually, on the Two Black Runners podcast of just who should be the champion, who should be the World Athletics Athlete of the Year on the male on female side and I, it was a heated conversation we could have talked about it longer i'm not gonna talk about it too long here today we'll wait for the winners to be announced on december 1st but right now i'm sticking to my guns ryan krauser and safana san are my picks mainly because ryan krauser and safana san were just so dominant i feel like their achievements this past year have been larger than track and field have been larger than life in a, in a sense basically like ryan krauser has been on a tear for these past two years and then finally breaking that world record and breaking it again and being a double becoming a double olympic champion like a lot of people aren't doing that specifically like in the shot put especially then for safana san her triple at the olympic games is something that only one other person has really like, ever accomplished like that type of feat like there's no one else that she was really doing that there's nothing the only thing that may take her away is that she wasn't able to run like a fast 5k that she really wanted but having a world record in the 10k like getting first first in the 5k at the at the olympics and everything 
anything like that. Like she had a really great season. And I think it's something that's, um, I, I, I'm sorry to say this, but it's more memorable than Sydney Mc, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, dang, I'm conflicted. Let's move over to the next report. I don't know. I don't know guys, but it's going to be interesting. December 1st, y'all got to tune in December 1st on the world athletics YouTube channel. See who takes home world athlete of the year on the male and female side. For our third report, we got to talk about Christian Coleman. He just had his return. His return is coming back. He had a YouTube video with Otto Bolden interviewing him at his high school track from his hometown high school track. Really his first time really talking after that whereabouts failure that he had in 2019 and everything. And he went on to just talk about how heartbreaking and how he was in a dark time. But he figured out in that time as well that track and field won't define me. I'll have down in the show notes a link link to that YouTube to that YouTube video so you can see that interview in your entirety but really my first thoughts of after watching this and what I really gained from it is that Christian Coleman has really matured from this to be honest he back then he was 23 years old and he went on to say that now he's 20 he's 25 he's, he's a different person now and the main thing that really made me happy from this video is that he was able to take responsibility for this he said that he is responsible for what happened at first he kind of like stumbled on his words and I think he was trying to say that like yeah I have the responsibility but it's also on like water and everything like that which it, the water could definitely be at fault I'm not gonna get into all details of the case because we only got 15 minutes but they definitely can be a fault and things can be changed but at the end of the day I think Otto Bolden and Christian Coleman especially he took responsibility of his actions and is ready to be a better person from this and he's not looking back on the past he's trying to be better he went on to say at the end in the interview that it's my opportunity to come and it's it's kind of like his time to dominate the sport and he's really out here trying to dominate when he gets back as we next four years we have the war we have the world championships another world championships and then an olympic games and then a world championship right after that so he's ready to come out here and dominate it but we can't we can't stop real soon yet because we got people like fred curly and bromel tweeting out things that i don't know who even happened bromel tweeting out that 19 indoors dot dot like dot 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 loading then we have fred curly tweeting out 918 and 42 just the numbers but we all know that that means that means 918 200 and a 42 400 are in this guy's future and that's what he's thinking about that's what he's aiming for so it's exciting to just see that really bottling up in both of them right now so it's gonna be interesting but right now I'd like to be honest I think Trayvon Bromel and Noah Lyles are still my favorites to win the 100 and 200 but with these guys like with their aspirations I'm like there is no way that we should be losing the men's 4 by 100 that's what comes down to the bottom line for me for us i think we're gonna go out there we're gonna dominate we're gonna do the things that we do but we cannot lose the four by one again we definitely cannot drop the baton or get dq'd or something like that this just unacceptable unacceptable and coleman even alluded to that in his interview as well saying that he really just felt that it lacked a little bit of leadership also alluded to how other countries they know their relay teams going into the world championships and everything or the olympics like two months prior and they practice and stuff like that so let's hope that christian coleman can get on this team Team and help his team and give him back some little bit of leadership because I, I kind of agree. I think they that's, that was probably some of the reasons for it, but that's in for the Coleman report. <laughs> Let's get on to the next thing. 
Next up, we have Shelby Hulahan starting a GoFundMe for illegal fees and the website as well. On her IG post announcing this news, she said that there is a fundamental shift that I believe needs to happen. The process today is willing to take careers away from the innocent in order to catch all the guilty offenders. She really made this GoFundMe and really her website to really bring awareness to just the issues of the AIU or WADA or wherever you want to go of how people are just trying to take careers away of people like how she feels like her career has been taken away from her and she's raising a gun go fund me i think the goal is about three hundred thousand dollars which is which is hefty which is hefty but i i would i would assume that it's, it's been tiring on her it has to be a hard time just to be getting through this and so i'll put that link in the show notes if you want to donate to shelby but if you don't i think that's all good because she went on to say in her ig post saying that everyone does not need to believe me at the end of the day but i absolutely encourage every single person to get educated about how this part of the sport works and that's why i'm intrigued from this i'll be reading through the website trying to learn more about myself and i think i'll, I'll give you guys an update coming on friday or next monday on really on this shelby situation and reading things reading through things and my first thoughts on the website and everything it's interesting it's really really is interesting Coming up, two final reports real quick with some results from the Manchester Road Race Turkey Trot. Wayne Kalati and Ben Flanagan take the shine, take the dubs on Thanksgiving Day. And Wayne Kalati is absolutely just dominant, bruh. She broke the course record. The past three road races that she's done, she's broke the course record. And two of those records have been held by Molly Huddle. But on the Manchester Road Race, she ran 22.55 for the 4.78 mile race. Like, Wayne Kalati, I mean, really excited to see what she's gonna do on the track. I think from not making that Olympic team this past year, put a fire under her, and I think she's gonna be ready to go. But Ben Flanagan gained a big dub as well, running 21-23, beating studs of like Leonard Career, Sam Shalanga, and Drew Hunter, who just came off that big win in New York as well. So big win for Ben Flanagan, the mama's boy from Canada for sure for sure and then our last report is our last report running news that i care about and shout out ben rippy sophomore from norco high school finishing 52nd at the california state championship in division two for the boys shout out my god this is the guy that me and my dad have been coaching over these what past six months now ben came in this season and i was like the really the goal was like all right let's get top 10 at league which is like our first conference meet on the road to state just get top 10 at league then we'll get to see our prelims and we'll see we do but he just kept on running good running good running good running good got to the state meet didn't have the race that he specifically wanted the goal was top 20 so he can get all state but dude incredible season for a sophomore like to really go out there really incredible from ben shout out to him shout out to him we also did have a freshman girl too i got acknowledged liliana hutchins she didn't get to make it to the state meet she sprained her ankle like the day after cif finals which is really tragic but i know if liliana would have raced she would have finished like top 20 like for sure definitely would a good race but ben would have finished a good race too it's, it's whatever it's whatever it's, it's besides the point it's track season now i'll give y'all updates on their season as well because i think it is interesting it is interesting we're coaching them it's our first time really doing this first time like being a coach at california state i walked up walked to get their bills with my do rag on it was just me by myself and i was like i'm free here for norco high school and they gave me my stuff and i was like yes two young black men trying to just take over the world in california cross country it's kind of cool with do rags you know do rag activity do rag activity now it's like i don't know what i'm talking about anymore but that was running more but that was running report 15 i'm your host joshua potts mr potsable Ah, see y'all Friday. I, we will. I'll do this Friday again.